Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, the podcast about sharing music with your friends and telling each other your thoughts. It's like a book called Through Music. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. That's the most co- coherent intro I've ever done. Don't get used to it. Uh, here with me is my crew, my team, my squad, my f- quorum. We've got Brett. Right near the beach, boy. <laughs> We've got Drew. It's totally lit, fam. And we've got Patrick. 420 blaze it. <laughs> let's let's get MLG Pro up in this. Um yeah. uh, let that soak in. Uh let's get it started. We're gonna talk about music, of course, as we always do. Uh we share music with each other. The person sharing an album with us today, this week. Uh, is Brett? Brett, what do you what have you got for us this week? Uh, I Brett, I, I Brett, I Brett. Um, um, hi, I I PD. Yeah, uh, that was the most coherent I've been in a long time too, PD. Uh, this album uh, I, that I brought uh, is is a little uh, little doozy from a band named Megadeth. Uh, it, it's the album Rust in Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drew. Uh, Drew, what 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 were your expectations coming into this album? Well, Megadeth is one of those bands where you everyone knows Megadeth. It's Megadeth. Like they were the band that formed because a dude was kicked out of another band, right? Like everybody sort of knows Megadeth and where they sort of come from. So it was a band that I was pretty familiar with. Um. I, I know the hits. I know some other things besides the hits because I roll in some metal circles every now and again. But it wasn't a band that I had seeked out to do like the full album listen. And if we're going to do one, this would be the one. Um, so I was super excited because this is like one of those albums that everybody says like, no, you. this is a full album that you should listen to before you stop listening to music can't hear and you're in the grave. So mm-hmm. I was super excited to check this one off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? As someone who is more of a metalhead than Drew, I'm pretty familiar with this one. I've seen Megadeth live twice. So I've seen probably half this album played live. Um, there, We'll get into the specifics of the things I enjoy about this record. But uh, this is this is a good one. Although I will say I prefer its follow-up countdown to extinction ever so slightly more while recognizing that this album has two songs that are better than anything on that record. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get down to it. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements? Well, guess what? It's Megadeth. Um, so, uh, you get some Dave Mustaine and the way that he writes, uh, the way his voice sounds, uh, kind of like a parody of himself at times. And, and, uh, you know, all of the licks that he wrote for Metallica, he took right along with him in his giant briefcase, uh, Jerry Maguire style. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, along with that, I think this was, this was Marty's first album with the band. Um, so you, 
you get that, which is a guy playing uh, a, bit, a little less uh, minor pentatonic in his solos and uh, doing some stuff that's uh, like I'm not. I don't want to get into like the weird like music stuff, but yeah, there are things that you can hear. You can tell definitely who wrote what part of what solo um, when you're listening to Megadeth, uh, and uh, when when it's like, wow, that sounds like it's very. Uh, Middle Eastern inspired in ways of sound. You're like, oh, somebody has done some homework once. And uh, that does not sound like something that came from uh, a Diamond Head album that we may or may not have listened to for this show. Um, but yeah, like there's a, I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the bands that you would think of if you wanted to do here, uh, Grandpa Thrash Metal. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's a, uh, the, the the two guitars the contrasting style that's sort of the Megadeth aesthetic um that I, I'm I'm typing it out with words uh, Drew so uh but uh you know uh it the lyrically Megadeth is kind of silly sometimes uh, they also are not silly sometimes but if you think but now it's you know they're sort of they got their beef with Ronald Reagan and George Bush Senior um because they're old this album's old. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they do, uh, criticize society and, uh, and government and aliens. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it sometimes comes across extra silly when, you know, the cartoon that is Dave Mustaine and his voice, uh, come through. Um, uh, this isn't really the album where, uh, like Dave Ellison's bass really shines. I would, you know, there's no peace cells on this, on this album. Um, the drums are better than they have to be, but that's not really what brings you to this album. Um, you know, and this is another one of those albums that I bring that has, well, I, I guess there, there are more than a handful of tracks, but the tracks are long. I mean, these songs go places, they do some things. Uh, and when we start breaking things down song by song, we can get a little more granular. Petey, you're very muted. Oh, damn it. He muted. God damn it. I think you got Drew. Did you take Drew's cable? Um, Possibly. Weird thing I is, I know. have the same cable from the last time we recorded. And that Stop it. You're know. breaking the... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out at some point. Uh, but yeah, Drew, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, like the themes and elements. Uh, let's see. Uh... Cold War, uh, nuclear, aliens, anger. Um, those are sort of the lyrical themes that we get into. That's awesome. Anytime my metal can talk about space aliens, specifically ones from a hangar in Dayton, that's all right by me. Um, this is, like I said, one of those albums that everybody's like, no, this is, you have to listen to this. And it's there for a reason that, reputation not listening to it from cover to cover is obviously warranted it's a metal classic for a reason there's like uh patrick said there are definitely two songs on here you probably know inside and out and for good reason um some of the best metal there the dave mustaine vocals yes sometimes he does sound like a cartoon of himself it's almost like a dave mustaine satire um, and his satire is also Dave Mustaine. Um, but I think that his vocals are just some of the coolest. Like they're like, that is what I want 
all metal level is to do. He has a wide range of like weirdness that he can get into. There's some biting stuff. There's some growly stuff, but then like he can hit a soaring long note for no reason. And it, it sounds just as good. Like he can meld himself into most songs, which I think is great. There is some intricate uh, guitar work on this record. And with something like they have Mustaine and him writing some of the best Metallica licks. Yeah, probably you're going to get something like that. Um, that being said, yes, Ellison doesn't shine as far as the intricacy goes in his bass work. But I would like to know the gear that this dude uses, because like what kept hooking me about the bass in this one was definitely like there was a tone to it. There was just this ho- like this hollow, heavy thud to a lot of it that I think was really, really well done. Um, I know we have a gear guy here, so hey, maybe he Charvel basses and old I, PVs. I, I have I have a breakdown of all of the recording gear from this album. Charvel bases with and old PVs. <laughs> Thank you. I would I would love to see that. Um, just because it would, like, it's just cool. Like especially stuff like that that has a very like this album has a very specific tone to it and a very p- specific production quality to it that I think is really really fantastic and. Brett made special note to not get the 2004 reissue. Oh, yeah. Um, it sounds like but Like, there are solos that don't even cut through. It, it's 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 real bad. Yeah. Real so bad. this, I don't know why they would have done it, because this sounds like it was mixed by someone who was mixing metal now. Like, metal bands are trying to get this mix. I don't know why you would have to reissue it and mix it different reissue. Sure. Add a couple of songs and demos. Sure. But like when you have a mix, this good, don't fuck with it. It's kind of fantastic. Yeah. Um, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that caught your attention? So Dave Mustaine is a guy who was enough of a drunk asshole to get kicked out of Metallica. Just think about that for a second. If you've ever learned anything about the history of Metallica, he is, he is a, a character in the history of, uh, of metal music. But then again, the guy knew how to write a fucking guitar lick, like nobody's business. So you've got here, you know, some super, super duper riffage, Dave Mustaine vocals, which are not my favorite in thrash metal, but like totally acceptable within the within the expectations of the genre and him with probably the best band he ever managed to get to stay with him for more than five minutes. Uh, Dave Ellison, who is either as crazy as Dave Mustaine no, no, no. or the most patient human being on Earth. That's more tolerated like, I'm, I'm him for like man. 20 years. <laughs> He is he is one or the other, and he cannot yeah. be one or the other. Is is a really underappreciated bass player in metal. Metal is not a genre with a whole lot of bass heroes outside of Cliff. Um, but but That's uh, why the joke Dave, in Metalocalypse of them uh, uh, fucking just mostly mixing Murderface out of or I think that's amazing Murderface out of the songs. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep, there and there aren't a whole a lot of bass <laughs> players in the genre who get their due, but Dave Ellison is one who who really should get his. He's kind of great. Uh, and then Marty Friedman, who is... So, so Dave Mustaine, for all intents and purposes, is a lead guitar player that also plays some rhythm stuff sometimes. And Dave Ellison... Er, and uh, 
Marty Friedman is a ludicrously talented lead guitar player who tolerated Dave Mustaine for like a decade. Uh, so you get it all here and, and it comes out to being sort of, if you want, if, if you were going to give the history of metal music, if you were like going to like lay it out to like say 10 albums, I feel like this would end up on that list. And this isn't my favorite Megadeth record, but it is, I think the most Megadeth record. Uh, it is Megadeth it is, ass Megadeth. It is a yeah. Megadeth ass album. Like, let yeah. me tell you, it is. This is this is peak Megadeth. Um, you get you get Dave Mustaine with his craziness and weird vocals, but also great riff writing and guitar playing. You get you get Marty Friedman's solos, and he is a very talented man who, for a long time, tolerated being in a band with Dave Mustaine. You get Dave Ellison, who is clearly the most patient, wonderful human, and uh, and uh, a drummer, Nick Menza, who was good at what he did and didn't really like. He's not a a flourishy drummer, but like you know, very much contributed to the quality of of what into this record, what went into this. So like, it's it's this is very much like thrash metal was was definitely slowing down by the time this record came out in 1990. But, you know, it did not go out. It did not go quietly into this good night before grunge hit. This was definitely, you know, a band being like, now nah, we're not, we're not done yet. We're going to keep doing this, even though, uh, popular taste is shifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Like I said, the Megadeth ass Megadeth album. Like it's like, the, the cross section of what Megadeth is is on this album and on display, for sure. Like uh, Dave Mustaine, I, I don't I, like. I like Dave Mustaine's vocals because they're unique. Like he, he like sometimes unique and distinguished, uh, distinct, distinct, unique and like un like relatable and and you can pick them out is probably a little bit better than good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I I, I'd rather be memorable than good. Also, I just realized that I hadn't been recording myself there for a hot minute um, in audio, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> eh. well, oh, wait, just, no, we no, just no, that's fine. The that's fine. That's fine. No, no. Uh, uh, oh, God, I shouldn't have said anything because I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I like his vocals because sometimes yeah, having a distinct sound, uh, having your own thing, almost kind of like how I, I mentioned back when we were talking about Dixie Chicks, uh, when when we had you know Squiggles on, that yeah, the Dixie Chicks album he put on that Dixie Chicks was a very talented, competent band, and but the Dixie Chicks that became the the Dixie Chicks once they signed to a label were the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> It's like, like so, like you know, do you want to be really good or do you want to be unique? <laughs> do you want to be another really good thing or do you want to be really, you know your own thing? Like, uh, where Dave Mustaine has a unique thing and a sound, and that you can pick them out. You can't replace him, uh, which is really cool. Uh, but let's talk about some of the key tracks. Uh, Brett. What would be some of the key tracks to zeroing on? Well, uh, uh, well, um, Holy Wars. How about that? The the song that really, actually, the the song that made me want to bring this album, um, because 
there are other Megadeth albums that you can choose, but uh, we'd like to thank you for choosing uh, Rust in Peace. Uh, Holy Wars, what a fucking song. Uh, that is a song that goes places. Um, there are way better places to go if you want to have a breakdown of just this song, but, uh, you know, it's it's six minutes of everything I ever wanted from Megadeth. Uh, it's more than just musical gymnastics. Uh, it's one of the finest examples of the genre. It's a specimen. Uh, gas it, stick a pin through it, put it on a piece of cork, uh, put it under glass with a light, and uh, and look at it every now and then and be like, wow, that's a thing that happened. Somebody made Holy Wars and put it in the front of an album in 1990. Um, man, uh it's it's it, it it does what it needs to do and it it, it it's uh for being an old ass song holds up pretty pretty well um ran, ran, how about a random sitar breakdown in the, in the middle of it for your spring of the album <laughs> well i mean uh marty uh you'll you'll notice a lot of times on uh on both holy wars and well, there are other songs um when you start hearing like the Middle Eastern sounding, uh, like there, it's harmonic minor is a wonderful thing. Dave Mustaine lives in the minor pentatonic world, which is the 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 thing that every guitarist who's learned to play the blues does. Um, he also hangs out just straight up minor, but like he's very, you can very much tell when it's just like you know, and and when there's something that sounds very much not like Western music, all of a sudden coming out of your heavy metal, and you're like, wow. Somebody has read a Mel Bay book, um, and I know that person was not Dave Mustaine. Um, you're like, wow, it's really great when you have somebody that can, you know, do shit like that. Um, which is, you know, why having two different lead guitarists in a band uh, is, is a good thing because they can not be the same guy, um, yeah. and they can do stuff <laughs> like that. They can have weird ideas. Yeah, that, well, they can they can contrast in a way that that's great. Um, and I don't know if it was this song or like all of them, but like, there's a reason why I have a, a JCM 800. Like there's something about the tone of these songs with like, sometimes there's a little bit of chorus thrown in, uh, to make it sound kind of fucked up and, and awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, the, but other than Holy Wars, I mean, Holy Wars is like the, the like specimen. Um, but like Hangar 18 is probably the song that to me. Uh, like I have every note of that song burned into my head, like note for note. If like I, I heard somebody at a guitar center play it, like I could tell if they've like flubbed something up by like a, a sloppy bend because I have just I when I was a teenager, it was just this this CD lived in the back of everyone's car. We listened to it all the fucking time. And as I grew up, I couldn't get rid of this song. When Guitar Hero came out, everybody was playing this song again, so I got to hear it another forever. Uh, well, like, you got to hear half of it, and then everybody failed, and then they had to start it over. Yeah, and I was like, why are we playing a guitar game that's just a rhythm? That, that, wait, those are two things that I... No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was... Con that was at the time when I was confused about rhythm games and being like, what the fuck? But, uh, you know, like, one of my favorite pieces of guitar work that Megadeth ever did was it about like the 250 mark uh on on hangar 18 um and this is a great like the contrast between the two solos like you know the first solo is straight up Dave you, you can tell it's Dave Mustaine all the way it's like I heard this played on a Metallica album somewhere before and then 
you go in, you hear huh. what Marty did. Yeah, go figure. Uh, I, I have theories that I don't know that I've brought to the 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 table here that uh, Metallica stopped uh, stopped playing those awesome thrash metal stuff when they ran out of things that they remembered that Dave Mustaine wrote, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, shit, what are we gonna do?" And then they gave then us the, the worst. <laughs> yes, the, then all of a sudden they started to suck. Um, but then, then again, Dave Mustaine took all of his stuff and played it up through the '90s, and then he started to suck too. <laughs> but uh, all, Hangar 18, contrasting styles stand out. Also, Aliens, um, and you know, for a good, uh, good third track, um, I, I'll throw in uh, the uh, the titular track, uh, "Rust in Peace," Ellipses, Polaris. Um, you know, they're they're, they're every metal, every metal. Ah, Jesus. Sorry, every Megadeth. It's like calling a woman by your ex-girlfriend's name. Um, uh, every Megadeth album has like this little jaunty track where Dave Mustaine gets to go full, like, cartoony. Dave Mustaine. Yeah, and it's it's kind of gory. It kind of kind of has a, a hint of like some like, you know, they they even modulated his vocals in part of it. It's it's a fun way to close the album and. It's a fun way to close an album that is a pretty fun album for being a, a you know as fun as Megadeth can be. You got to look at it as like this is you know bunch of edge lords you know driving around their pickup truck throwing their empty beer cans through the sliding back glass window in the early 90s living in the middle of nowhere having nothing to grasp a hold of except for sick guitar riffs um, yeah. and uh, this album has that. Yeah. Um, Drew, what would be someone to keep tracks for you? Brett saying that now, I wish that Agile Lords were making sick metal and not dumb memes. Yeah, like, be great. Um, so they I'm gonna go Pepe. through the same. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go through the same as my cursing in the background may have. Uh, tipped you off. I'm gonna go through the exact same three that Brett just went through. Um, sorry with Holy Wars. Um, uh, ellipses the punishment. Um, you one. This is the longest song on the record. Um, which is a bold move to start a record with the longest song. But worked for twenty one twelve. It it did. I'm not saying it's a bad move. I'm saying it's bold. You have to be. You have to have some cojones. To uh, pull that off, uh, it did because this song, like Brad said, goes some weird fucking places. Um, it the style in this changes, but never loses like what this song kind of is. It's also a song inspired by Israel and Ireland, which is crazy, and mm-hmm. the Punisher. Um, so Dave Mustaine, folks. Um, and then it leads into Hangar 18, which everyone knows Hangar 18. It's been in uh, everything from Guitar Hero to Duck Dodgers to... Uh, there was something else that I can't think of. Oh, there was references in it to in uh, Overwatch. That's what I was thinking of. So like it, it's a song that is very well known um, about aliens in Ohio, which I think is great. Anytime you shout out to Ohio. Do they okay have to have that. the plate that they wear on the back of their UFO if they get a space DUI? Like, <laughs> I mean, they did crash their UFO. I mean, they did. The party plate. It's my favorite thing about Ohio. Yep. 
Yep, I knew where you were going with that. Um, ours are... There's other states with party plates, but ours are yellow, and that makes me happy. There's a state where it's pink, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know. Um, but Hangar 18 is a great song. Um, they're both Holy Wars and Hangar 18 are classics. And then you have a song with one of the great weird out there choruses of all time because you're writing the entire chorus in the perspective of a nuclear warhead which I think is fucking brilliant like god damn it like it's fucking great your biting commentary on war is coming from the anger of an actual warhead that's cool Dave Mustaine's a crazy person that shit's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm a wizard, and that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? There are two songs on this album that are better than all of the others, and those are the first two. Holy Wars is the greatest thrash metal riff ever written. That is not hyperbole. I don't, I don't know what's better than this. Genuinely, no. P cells had a better baseline guitar riff. It's this. That's me, but I don't know. I, this is this is to me is the best. The, this is the best thrash metal ever got. And like Megadeth are not my favorite thrash band. They're not my second favorite thrash band. I'm not even sure they're my third favorite thrash band. But this is the best song of the genre. It is perfect. Um. It, it, this song is 90 seconds of intro. That is how guitar focused it is. It goes for 90 seconds before you hear Dave Mustaine singing. And uh, there's a cool classical guitar break for no reason other than, you know, Marty Friedman could do it. Um, it's this is it's perfect. Uh, it's it is one of the greatest metal songs ever written. And uh I, I don't I don't care that Dave Mustaine's a crazy person. He made this, and therefore I will always have some tiny ounce of like, nah, but you're all right sometimes for her, for Dave Mustaine. Um, this is this is I I cannot just just listen to it and listen to it really critically and listen to how how cool the guitar riff is and it's just cool. It's not the most complicated thing. It's not the most difficult thing it's just cool as fuck and the solos are good the song's good uh and hangar 18 um this i i was listening to it today and like i've been listening to this song now forever it's great it's it's really 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 good it just follows something that's ever so slightly better than it in my mind but like the way the so you've got you've got this the intro is basically two guitars playing these shift this shifting chord pattern and they they harmonize differently and like clearly one set of chords is sort of what you would expect and one set of chords is not quite what you'd expect and it just it's it's got a a texture and a sort of you know harmony to it that's really really cool and uh and it it's like this just iconic intro that is still fun to listen to today uh dave mustaine's vocals are way better on hangar 18 uh i think this is a song that really suits his voice and sound which is unique and not bad but just 
a little odd. Um, and like the guitar solos and the guitar solos and sort of the, you know, we get some stain and then we get some Friedman and we get some stain and we get some Friedman having two guitar players that good in the same band is, it was not common in metal at this time. Like you listen to say one of their peers like Metallica, uh, Kirk Hammock was the, was the solo player and James Hetfield just did chugga chugga chuggas really well. You listen to even Slayer where you have, you know, Carrie King made all the crazy sounds, but uh, you had someone there to actually write the songs and, and, you know, be, be the guy who could play the crazy solos. And Anthrax kind of had the same thing where you got a chugga 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 guy. And then you got a guy that plays all the solos. This, you had two dudes playing the solos. And they they were different, as as Brett said. Dave Mustaine is a, you know, a you know, I learned blues and then learned how to play it really quickly to play metal solos, and then you know Marty Friedman, who is, you know, a ludicrously talented fellow who, you know, maybe took a music theory class or three or you know read a book about it. This is this song is all of that crammed into one and. Not to say that I don't enjoy the rest of the record, but those two songs are so good. I feel like you could have ended it after two songs and you have a great record. That'd be one wow. bitching single. <laughs> yes. Be the greatest single in the history of singles. Um, but also, also like there's some cool Dave, Dave Ellison bass lines later in the record, but you don't really get to hear him in the first couple of songs. You don't get to hear him at all in the new uh, re- the remaster. <laughs> oh, you hear was a lot that, of vocals, they, let me tell you that. Did they do the, did they do the remaster when Dave Ellison and, and Dave Mustaine hated each other? By as opposed to now where they tolerated Dave each other. Did do the remaster? Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was during that era. Well, uh, it, yeah. yeah. It, it was uh, not good. Yeah. Also, the, the Lucretia starts, uh, also has, has a great name. Uh, and starts off with a great like l- laugh from I don't know who, but it's kind of just a good way to start song. It's also a good song, but like it's a the like maniacal laughter at the beginning of Lucretia, um, is uh is fantastic. Uh, let's bring it back around the horn, talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Uh. It's fucking great. Go listen to it. Um, to elaborate, it's the album's considered a classic. The album is considered a classic because, in my opinion at least, the songs from beginning to end were well thought out. The composition of the songs were well done. There is some of the crazy guitar work that you love in Thrash is something that this record has in spades it's just a very well all-around uh great record as a whole it's something that people have said it before and i'll say it here because it's easy and who listens to me anyways about my opinions on metal but it's one of those metal records that like even if you don't like metal there's like a lot of cool shit in here and they talk about space aliens it's metal with aliens in it it's awesome. It's like metal with aliens, like pirates, Vikings, like that's the that's cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> um 
Oh, sorry, I got distracted by GIF. Uh, and also by the fact that Marty Friedman uh, is a fluent Japanese speaker, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I think, I think yep. that's where Japan, he lives. Japan loves their technical guitar players, and Marty Friedman is among the beloved Japanese, uh, beloved in Japan technical guitar players. Apparently has also, like look a at that hair. Show. Who wouldn't love that hair? Apparently he was either on or had like a cooking show in Japan, and he's like he's on a bunch of different like shows. Like you know, him and Coolio need to get together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? And Coolio? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is... I, I will be the first to, to call out Dave Mustaine for being a crazy person and an asshole and someone I don't like as a person, but goddamn, did he make a couple of great albums in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, this this being one of the best of of the bunch, uh, if if you if you have ever if you play guitar or if you've ever wanted to play guitar and wanted to like hear like this is this is in a lot of ways the peak of metal guitar. This is is there better metal guitar playing out there? Absolutely, we've listened to a lot of it, but. Is there more like iconic guitar lines than than the first two songs on this record? I'm not sure. There, there. If you were if you were in a metal band today, and you haven't listened to Rust in Peace, like you are missing the I, fuck I, out I, I on know. some stuff. I don't know. Well, there's there's some uh, guitar solos on uh, Hogan Hogan on Hulk rules that uh, Hulk rules. Yes. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> but this iconic. is like, it is. Like this is one of those, you know, things where you're like the guy behind it versus the actual product and trying to reconcile the fact that you don't like one of them but you really like the other. Uh I, I've listened I've I've been listening to this album for a long time. Coming back and getting to like listen to it again was an enjoyable experience and I uh I recommend it. And also uh the album after this and the albums before this. Really sort of late eighties, early nineties Megadeth was all kind of great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, also, I want to watch. I want to watch more Marty Friedman speaking. Marty Friedman speaking Japanese. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. I mean, uh, overall, this is this is a, f- a fantastic example of thrash metal of the early '90s. Like, uh, this is an iconic album. Like Project said, it's an iconic set of riffs. Uh, there's a lot to like digest musically just kind of like uh but you can also just like bang your head just like crank it like and pop be it have it be part wow whoa 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 hey let's not talk about cranking it pd you know what Uh, i don't i don't need your kink shaming Uh, if i want to crank it i'm gonna crank it i'm gonna crank it to whatever i want to you're not gonna judge me for it um it's a pretty fantastic album. Uh, Dave Mustaine is a nutcase, but he can make good music. Like uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album? Huh? So you're telling me a guy who's really good at music also has flaws in his mental health and possibly history of substance abuse. Yes. No, uh, I'm not breaking any new ground here by saying that this is a good album and people should listen to it if they are even slightly inclined. I I believe that has been said before by people who are better at saying it. 
Um, it's pretty well covered territory. This is a gym for my youth. I enjoy going back to it. It's probably been, you know, 10 years since I've listened to this album in this manner. Uh, you know, I, it, it's, it, this was a personal journey to be like, wow, I still have similar tastes to that of when I was a younger man, which I can't say about all of the albums that I have listened to and gone back to, uh, uh <laughs> punk rock, uh, <clears throat> Some of that stuff uh, that I listened to when I was in my late teens, early 20s just does not hold up. And this totally does. Um, you know, it's it's a little more InfoWars sounding today than it did back then. But uh, it's a lovable little slice of what the late 80s, early 90s was like in, you know, in places where your escape was heavy metal. Yes. It's sad that we didn't talk about the song on this album about... Um turning the frogs gay <laughs> you know for for 25 years they've been growing babies inside of cows yeah um yeah 1776 <laughs> will come again yeah yeah um yeah those are our thoughts on megadeth's rust in peace uh yeah interesting interesting discussion go check it out uh let's get into the main event of the evening we get to into our haiku reviews uh get into what uh we where we sum it all up into kind of like pseudo poetic form uh probably not as good as marty could yeah no nowhere near as good as marty could um yeah let's get it started uh drew what is your haiku metal royalty necessary listening or aliens, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? One of the big four doing some of their best work. Dave is a dick, though. <laughs> well, one uh, of those Daves is a dick. The other one is really nice and thanked my wife personally for taking photos that night. I will I will say specifically Dave Mustaine being the dick and David Ellison by apparently I mean, Brett's accounts dick, but he wasn't a being, dick to me. Being a exactly. pleasant person. I, I just hey. think he he put up hey. with Dave Mustaine for a long Hold time, on. so he's either equally as crazy or a really nice patient man. I'm putting my foot down. What? We fucked up haikus before. We've all done one or two syllables more, but that was way more than five syllables. It's like a free verse Kaz style fucking haikuing. <laughs> Uh, let's. I just... will say, Dave Mustaine is. You've already went over. <laughs> I, my haiku was a haiku. Now, now the addendum to the haiku was not a haiku. It was an addendum. It was the footnote. <laughs> footnote. That ruins, that ruins the point of a haiku. Con- you have to addendum it. <laughs> uh, sometimes you know. Sometimes it's uh, it, uh, poetry is uh, obtuse and is meant for interpretation. Poetry in motion. Uh, yeah. Well, my haiku. Uh, Megadeth can shred with killer musicianship and some things to say. Footnote, even if those things are crazy. I have my own. Man, we're just all ruining the entire hike. Hey, he just followed your damn rules, Drew. You you set the rules. He followed them. (laughs) Can't win. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Thrash metal standards written by some of the best music of my youth. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Period. No addendum. No addendum. No oh, hey. Notes are br- <laughs> no addendum with John C. Dvorak. You followed <laughs> the... Adam Curry. Followed the actual... There's, there are all no rules. Uh, chaos. I'm going to have mayhem. to make some art for no addendum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Maybe you think something's better. They talk about fucking space aliens and shit. Uh, yeah, never mind. It's it's uh, it's an even worse uh, uh, waste of your time than when I uh, did all those fake uh, <laughs> those fake uh, Sega covers for uh, what was it? Oh, the altered beast. Uh, yeah, altered beast. <laughs> like the the sperm wars. Yeah, the sperm yes. wars series. <laughs> sperm wars. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go looking back at that. Those, those, some. I forgot stuff. that happened. Um, Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, go back and check out our uh, <laughs> th- a review of the Cox uh, for, for that on YouTube, so you can see all the dumb Photoshop I did. Um, but yeah, those. Th- that's it for our thoughts on Megadeth's Rest in Peace. Uh, you can, of course. You can find it. I'm going to go ahead and put it on our Spotify playlist. It'll be the reissue. It's there. Uh, go listen. I would say, yeah, you just for the sake of being legit, at least listen to it there once. But uh, go seek out. Uh, if you can find a CD, you can buy an old CD of before the reissue. Go find it. Find an album. Find the right version. Uh However you may see fit, I would, I'm going to just simply per- personally recommend purchases, but uh, you can do whatever you like. I'm not your boss. I'm not your dad. <laughs> uh, at least I hope not. Oh, yeah, I know. No, I'm a virgin. It's like, uh, it's, <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check it out. It's on a Spotify playlist. It's not the right album, the right version, but you can check it out. On that Spotify playlist will be my pick. Or no, will be the... No, on my pick eventually, but the next week's pick, which is, <laughs> I was going to say, you let it slip to me what it was, but like, I did not listen to it enough for, to have an opinion about your pick yet. Petey. Also, I almost skipped you. I was like, pick. no, we're skipping drew. Like, <laughs> uh, no, uh, the next week's pick uh, is going to be drew drew. What do you got for us? Once you let slip to me, your pick i almost said to skip me um no mine is a band that i found recently uh they've been around for a little while but they're a newer band um out of massachusetts um their self-titled album four years strong mm-hmm. uh so look forward to that that'll be the next episode but that's then and now is now and you can of course Find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-P-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-TruceFrex. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at Four Record Breakers. That's the number four Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com is the website. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com is the email. The email. The email. Uh, uh, the email. Uh, we're really done that for this and other shows. Road TV. Somebody rolling dice over there? Like, Sorry, I'm like playing, I've, I've got my own little like one d four plus two crossbow. I could, I could roll some dice. Wait, this is this is the Gen Con pack. Also, there's about a hundred of them in this. 
Uh, we but... usually get, like, get derailed at the beginning. This is the first time I think we've gotten derailed at the end in a while. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Squig Squiggles is just playing all throughout that. Uh, roll the 14. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. that up right <laughs> 14 diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>